0: To another episode of the Streaking Blonde podcast, and you're welcome, everyone, because we accomplished our goals by reverse jinxing the who's for the first time in a decade and a half. They beat Virginia Tech, and it was largely because Caroline Darney uh, <laughs> picked against them Noted for the hater. first time in a decade <laughs> and a half in our podcast preview, and they did it. They did it. They
1: streak- did it.
0: It's just you and me today, and we can just spend all podcasts going. They did it. I. It's, it's <laughs>
1: and honestly, the year people of the probably who's. just listen to it.
0: <laughs> As everyone knows, it's the year of the who's, and they're accomplishing across the athletic <laughs> spectrum things we never before thought possible, and this is included. It's, un- <laughs> in it's, it's unbelievable. Robots were right. All the all the numbers and analytics and statistics that were predicting Virginia. Uh, to win on black friday we're correct and as we said a lot of things had to go uva's way and most of them did so it, it was it was quite the noon game it was quite the stressful early day game i was sort of happy to get it over with
1: yeah you know? 100%.
0: <laughs> and obviously could enjoy the rest of my weekend because they finally won so i don't know what what was going through your mind uh caroline and and to how long into the game did it take until you actually believed they would win?
1: Um until there's clocks at zero. Right. No. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean there's so many things. That game was first of all, it was just a great game. Like and and knowing the outcome helps, clearly. But sure. when you talk about the excitement and that's the thing what I realized first and The crowd, I want to give a lot of props to because there were still a lot of Hokies. That was just kind of what it's going to be, I think, for a while maybe. And hopefully it'll continue to dwindle. But it's a rivalry game and there's people that live locally and you're always going to have, like, their fan section for sure. But, um, I mean, I probably would say it was, like, 65, 35, 70, 30 maybe. Um, I was really impressed. Like, you know, the student section was full. They were loud. They were just instead of there being, like, primarily Virginia Tech fans on the Hill. There were just pockets. So, like, that, the atmosphere, I think they said they were, like, 52,000-plus with dealing with the noon game after Thanksgiving and the travel and, like, the last minute finding out that that's when it's going to be. Like, I was really impressed, and the atmosphere was incredible. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was – just so we've been so ingrained with this series to expect the worst and I don't blame mm-hmm. anybody for that you know like oh, we've talked you guys make fun of me or te- people use me online line about being optimistic what? and like whatever else but they're definitely <laughs> there are witnesses there are a lot of plays head like I had my head in my hands like <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just it was so stressful because it was mostly like just wanting it for the players and for the coaching staff and like to overcome this hurdle and like for Bryce Perkins to play the way he did. He tweeted after, you know, after the game, I think either Monday or Tuesday, that he had a similar reaction to the picture of him leaving the field dejected last Uh year from Blacksburg as Kyle Guy did with the UMBC upset, Uh and that he kept that on his phone or on his computer, I forget what it was, for the entire year to remind himself of that feeling. And I mean, like, honestly, like, how can you ask for better representatives of your big teams and guys like Kyle Guy and Bryce Perkins and Uh and. He was mocked by their what kicker punter? What was it that? Kept uh, yeah, it people? was a
0: punter on Twitter. It's um, like yeah. and,
1: and he's taking shit from their fans, from their players. Like, and honestly, when you win that many times, like Tech had earned the right, I guess, to talk a bunch of shit, but the way that Bryce played and one of the biggest plays of the game, I think people might think I'm a little crazy for this, but I don't know, maybe not (laughs) after tech took the lead 2013, when honestly things felt very bleak, (laughs) like that was the, Oh no, this is just going to be another one of those games. Like we had some hope in the first half and just didn't work out, whatever, whatever. The first play after that, that Virginia had the ball, Bryce found Joe Reed for a huge pickup. Uh-huh. um got into virginia tech territory we're talking it was like 50 yards like joe made a great catch it was probably he low did low yeah front, but like joe is that like reached out and got it absolutely and that brought the excitement and the enthusiasm that was like dying to come out of the fans back into the game like uh-huh. and then they scored immediately and like Sure, it felt pretty bad again when Tech scored that, like, (laughs) 67-yard touchdown pass. But, like, when Bryce needed to use his arm or needed to change, like, I thought the coaching staff adjusted really well. Like, as Lauren and I talked about on an ACC podcast earlier this week, like, she she said, she's like, "Uh, I didn't think I'd be saying Robert and I outfoxed Bono Foster in the second (laughs) half, but here we are. And they did. Like, they came up with it. And then the other thing that I absolutely loved was the aggressiveness with which the defense – went mm-hmm. after Hooker on that last play or on the last drive that where Virginia scored, um, the strip sack recovery. Only Yes, because they, I was also
0: a fan of the four yeah. sacks in a row <laughs> game plan. It's
1: a solid way to run the defense. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean in the sense
1: like rather than last year they got a lot of criticism for, you know, playing too conservatively. Right. Um and some might say that, you know, they played a little bit for the or it looked like they trusted Delaney. They played for that field goal from the 48 yard. Well,
0: they sort of had to after right. the, was the like penalty and, or yeah. sack or some, some one of those things pushed yeah. them back after they were in. That's when you sort of thought like,
1: oh, that was. God damn it! Well, you know, I like because
0: cause they're, they're they're driving. Yeah. You know, they're after Noah's yeah. interception, and yeah. and you're saying, don't let this come to a goal <laughs> try. Yeah get in the end zone and we win the game. And they have already recently answered Virginia Tech's punches and, and answered an aggressive defense by the not just that Joe Reed, but the, uh, the next big play in the next series to answer the Virginia Tech touchdown was that pass yes. to cease Yes. Man, if armed. Uh, twenty-seven, halfway down the field.
1: <laughs> that was like that and, picture gives me so much joy. The whole time like,
0: I'm going, just go down, just go down, just I go know, down. Yeah. Don't fumble, don't fumble, don't
1: fumble. You know. <laughs> As the third guy, like right, exactly, yeah.
0: So to have to have them get that interception and then start marching down the field and then you get the back-breaking mistake that pushes them into, like, okay, now we can just hopefully get a few yards to get into better field goal range, but it's still going to be really long. And, oh, my God, is he really uh, – and he made it. And you're, like
1: <laughs> – I know. And, and like, like comfortably made it. He comfortably yeah, made no, it. I nailed it. That thing was good That's from, it. like, 55 yards. Yeah. Like after easy. starting the game with this <laughs> extra point, which is I... –
0: about Um, uh, about par for the course (laughs) yeah
1: I remember I remember looking up I sat down everyone else was standing I frequently was sitting and standing in that last corner like just basically I would stand up I'd sit down until the play actually started and then stand up to watch what happened because it just it was just it was working but not like my sister who's usually the like stress ball um who i'm i don't know if we're not the
0: stress ball
1: (laughs) well in sport like caroline
0: (laughs) i'm going to puke because of this sporting event (laughs) that is fair
1: she she was like it's okay like patting me on the shoulder like um and so i remember (laughs) looking up when they were lining up for the field goal and i just said i I said i was like it's so far (laughs) like because it, I mean, it's it was a big oh man, just uh, that whole thing, and then what I guess what I mean, like yes, being aggressive defensively is always good, but they want they made they're like Hen and Hooker, you're gonna have to make a play, like you're gonna have yeah. to, we're not gonna sit and prevent to kind of try and keep you guys out of field goal range to tie it, like, and that was your part about that going for it with Delaney and showing that trust in him, which he's earned over the course of the season. Like, he's actually been really good from 45 to 50, I think they said. He's been, like, he's missed one maybe or made them all. I'd have to look it up. But um, if he misses that, like, it's a tie game, a minute 23 left. Tech gets the ball, like, just inside – their own, you know, 450 whatever with all their timeouts. Like, that's yeah. a nightmare scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and so, for them to go so aggressive on the next, like, to run all those blitzing schemes, and like, I mean, Matt gam was untouched when he's on the second, on second yeah. down. Like, and I understand, like, that poor, I actually felt bad for the offensive lineman because no. he's like, don't. i don't really but Why would you feel bad for <laughs> he sees zane zandir coming at him who right. again i don't think i can overstate this enough had kill written on his face and eye black <laughs> which i'm like okay that's no, incredible he's crazy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> so you have that guy coming at you yeah and then there's another guy that's unaccounted for like yeah i agree you you block the guy who has kill written on his face who has like a <laughs> ton of like he's tackles. gonna
0: draw some attention yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so gam went untouched and then like obviously that backed them up and put Tech in such a bad situation and to end it on a you know fumble like there's so like all of the things that happened on that play were like the things that fell apart for Virginia at Virginia Tech like so but in separate plays it was like all of them together like there was the fumble in the end zone that they just couldn't recover and Tech got it for the touchdown there's the you know fumble by Perkins there's all these things were happening. And then the guy who recovers it for the like decisive touchdown is a kid who's played every game under Mendenhall. Like, yeah. it's just, ah, uh, it's <laughs> the year. Yeah. The, it,
0: yeah. I know it's really come out now uh, because of that play, but re- really reading up on Eli Hammack's yeah. story yeah. Uh, here in Charleston, if you haven't had the chance to dig into it, definitely go um, check out some of those articles. I mean, this kid is from, I believe the Valley, um and is a lifelong UVA fan and you know comes to his essentially dream school to do what he wants does you know to play football at at the school that he's he's grown up cheering for in a time where the program is not in great shape and you know to be from that part of the state and you know it just it's it's never been anything but Tech is the rival, and tech the tech game is yeah. most important. And I know there are no hokies listening to this, but yeah. if they are, they're not the hokies who are out there saying we don't even care about this game. We are we have yeah. goals, which is just you know a bunch of of middle aged fanboys on the on the. Message <laughs> say you know the, the, the Hokies I know aren't saying that And I think most, no. most rational fans know that the importance of rivalry games but you have seen plenty of tweets and plenty of um message board stuff saying this game isn't important to the Hokies and that's bullshit it's important to both teams it's just been dominated by the Hokies yeah. which is important to them it's essentially yeah. the crowning achievement yeah. of this you know <laughs> if, uh, if you want to call making it to the BCS level as, a, as another one in conference champions well where they really going to remember is this streak of, of in-state dominance and what the who's are going to counter with is, well, it didn't really get you much hardware.
1: (laughs) There wasn't anything. There wasn't anything that Virginia Tech accomplished in football that Virginia hadn't done outside of going to a title game. Right
0: we would take it you know like 100
1: 100
0: percent. my point being Hamburg has known this and grown up in this and to to go through the lows uh, personally that this program has gone through and, and to stick it out to make that ceiling play is just beautiful it's just storybook for him and um hopefully the next Couple of games, you know, they can take away some <laughs> high moments from, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Clemson yeah. obviously is, is a lot to ask. I think um, it looks like they're in the Orange Bowl, uh, other than something potentially disastrous happening, like uh, the committee deciding not to rank them in the top 25. Because, yeah. um, but not even that, even if they aren't ranked by the committee, they're still probably going to the Orange Bowl. So, let's just go ahead and assume that that's what's happening, even though it is a set setstone. Um, I'm rambling to say that I think there are some opponents for the Orange Bowl that are much more favorable matchups for the Who's than Clemson. Um, Florida yeah. is interesting. Florida would probably be favored still by double digits, but I don't think they are Clemson. I also saw Penn State as a, a maybe outside chance. Uh, I think they match up much better against Penn State as, as well, um, or even Wisconsin uh, than, say, Alabama. So it's, yeah, I know Alabama's got two losses. I don't want the Who's to have to play them uh, this season. At least. Well, now
1: we factor in, too, like maybe people are going to sit out games for NFLs. So. That's true. That, that we is. We get true. like a little bit of these diet SEC Yeah, teams maybe like, Alabama. And I'm not saying that Virginia be. couldn't be like, you know, we, we play the games for a reason. I'm not trying, like, anything can happen in these championship games like yeah no one it, it is much more difficult i think in football we've had this discussion i think like because there's so much more to overcome when you look at football than, like, say, a basketball upset. So if someone gets hot, like, it's harder for have one, one player guy to take yeah, over yeah. a
0: game and result in an upset. However, if you are going to have one guy do that, it's probably a mobile <laughs> quarterback.
1: Yeah, we do have that guy, <laughs> which is awesome. That guy.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think any of us are gonna uh, on the blog are gonna pick a, a Virginia victory. I think it's it's likely that they cover.
1: Yeah, um, I think they'll cover. If nothing else, then for garbage time touchdowns.
0: But. Yeah, I just think UVA is going to be able to, to chuck it or or make a guy miss or, you know, show yeah. the ability to put a few scores on the board at least. And um,
1: that's the thing. Like, here's – I've been really frustrated. Like, I, I think – I mean, this is the first time – I have to remember all the things. But first time Virginia's had nine wins since 07 with Al Grow before they went and lost the Gator Bowl. Um they have nine regular season wins. Like, this is a team that – this is – and people are just like, oh, the ACC sucks. Like, like bullshit, I'm not taking – like, what, Like, I don't think the ACC well, they, sucks. Like, uh, no, nah, I'm not – because, <laughs> look, like, they want to talk about SEC. Georgia lost to South Carolina. North Carolina and Clemson both ha- – like, North Carolina in the first game of the season beat South Carolina. Virginia uh-huh. blanked them 28 nothing last year with the same quarterback, some of the same players. South like,
0: Carolina is very bad.
1: Yeah and yeah. Georgia like granted Georgia has wins over Auburn and Notre Dame but don't even get me sorry about Notre Dame because I think they're immensely overrated still but that's fine like their offense <laughs> is trash and Virginia would have beaten them if, if their offensive line wasn't so badly outmatched by their talented defensive line. Notre Dame's defensive line is outstanding mm-hmm. like if they don't do what they did to Bryce and get around the corners like that then I think they, Notre Dame would have a much harder day like everything that they did they only scored those touchdowns because they were placed on the goal line by their defense that offense is (laughs) mediocre sorry that's my rant Uh um (laughs) and I'm not saying that like and I'm very much over to an extent the like Dabo obviously likes to play the we're not respected card and I do think that in some levels he has a point when it comes to like look they play who they have to play when they schedule Texas A&M you don't know what Texas A&M is going to be like we see these these our schedules being made like to what 2030 at this point maybe further out like it's absurd like so you don't know who you're going to have to play like you have to play your conference foes it changes every year because of whatever Florida State's dropped the ball with their nonsense Louisville's getting back to fixing the Petrino disaster which again they brought him in to coach their team like So there are some arguments to be made and we've talked about before that people assume that everyone's trash if it's not Miami, Florida State, and Virginia Tech that are good. Like Yeah, and I think Virginia Tech
0: teams are right. If
1: they're not if they're down, then it's like, Oh, look how trash they are because look, Virginia and Wake Forest are good. This is a good football team. This would be a better football team if they had two or three of the like corners and safeties back that they lost with injury mm-hmm. like Bryce Hall obviously we know how we all feel about him like it still breaks my heart that he's he's still adorable and like on his little scooter on the sidelines as coach Bryce like it's so sweet and he's so like supportive enthusiastic but I just and I know he'd rather play too but like this is a good team this is a nine and three team like don't yep. tell me that like this is that there's some you know I've got you know people out there that are like oh they'd lose to enlist like five AAC teams maybe Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. They don't play. just So, stop making these arbitrary, <laughs> like, like cutoffs about – I'm yeah. like, actually, by accidentally. I mean accidentally because the TV was on ESPN last night for the ACC Big Ten games. So, when I turned it on today in the background when I was doing some work, like, I saw – like first take and so like fine ba- so I unmuted you, it. you
0: accidentally watched first take?
1: Yes <laughs> was it was starting, like I turned it on it was on they were talking about like. That is like, the
0: only legitimate yeah. way to have absolutely first take uh, absolutely
1: <laughs> and so they had fine bomb on their you know, smug face like and they were all you know even oh, what's his name David Pollock whatever he's like ACC sucks like all this stuff and I'm just like alright dude like okay <laughs> it's just annoying like it's I don't want to get all Debbie Downer about it, but, like, if Virginia wins on Saturday, and that just means Clemson sucks, and they made their point, like, look, told you they sucked, and if Virginia loses, or if Clemson, you know, Clemson beats Virginia, then it's like, well, they're just playing the weakest, and ACC, it's just annoying, yeah. but it is what well, it is, and I mean, it
0: doesn't Clemson's, matter. Yeah, Bronco. Clemson answered that last year. I mean, Clemson yeah. destroyed Alabama. Yeah, and. and, and so, <laughs> I don't. I don't think people are super down on on Clemson I know they I I know what you're saying about Dabo yeah. trying to, to, to pull yeah, that card yeah, yeah, yeah. um but no one rationally should be thinking Clemson is anything no absolutely than, not uh at this point the the favorite I would say to to win the title and you can make arguments there's you know Ohio State looks great obviously as well um yeah. but the depth isn't there in the ACC that there is sure
1: 100 you know, and I definitely agree with that I don't, don't mean that it's right. the same right. um you know absolutely anyway, it, we also should all be happy so much- as
0: Virginia fans yes <laughs> <laughs> that they won the division that they haven't never won before I mean it's, it, it's yeah so ridiculous um it, it, they accomplished the ACC coastal chaos of uh, just prophecy of of each coastal circle team
1: of chaos winning
0: uh one year uh, over seven years winning that division which is exceptionally funny um and it's they, incredible it's so beautiful really just sort of bookend uh how you can build a program quickly on uh, which bronco has done a lot of that's bryce perkins but a lot of that is obviously the overhaul in in everything yeah. i mean we've been reading all week about it in, in the budget for the football team and the staffing yeah. for um you know, whether it be recruiting or, or data or, or strength uh, and conditioning yeah. coaching, um, to how you schedule, to how you prepare to practice. I mean, just an absurd laundry list of things that, that he wanted changed. And and this, the results are there. I mean, it's it's been awesome to see. Yep. It's been accelerated. This a two and ten
1: team. Performance
0: of of Bryce Perkins, and we really need to go over some of the specifics of, of what Bryce Perkins did to Virginia Tech. I mean, two long touchdown runs early. Uh, after, I mean, could you talk about other than turning the ball over? Those first two offensive plays were were a zero out of ten. You know, just exactly <laughs> yeah, like they going, were. oh well now I know what the rest of the game is going to be like just they all- were very bad and then, <laughs> they were very bad that shit happens um you know just, yeah sometimes plays don't work but then he goes third and long and he goes oh well screw it I'll just score
1: <laughs> yeah. and then like, so like, yeah. I think he started it with I think he started with like a 19 yard um let's see 16 yard pickup to get to the first down it was on third and 10 or whatever um and Oh, he did it twice. I forgot. So the first drive, incomplete rush for a loss of four yards. Then it's third and 14. He rushes for 19. Incomplete pass, incomplete pass. Third and 10 rushes for 16 yards. Yeah. Uh, Then a five-yard rush from Wayne. And then a 39-yard rush for the touchdown. (laughs) That was the first
0: drive. You know, and and it it was interesting to see – that obviously Virginia Tech's defense is going to adjust there, right? And they're going to go, okay, how about we don't let their star player just single-handedly score touchdowns all game? And, you know, UVA struggled to run the ball otherwise. Um, Obviously, they get away from Talapapa a little bit and only give him six carries because of what's working, what's not working. Given him, the ball wasn't working. I mean, 17 yards on six carries, uh, averages to 2.8 there what needed to happen though and what did happen is that bryce changed what he was doing successfully to give to take advantage of whatever the defense was doing and that became throwing over the guys loading the box and it what his throws were not on point early no it was right about at the perfect time to have it happen when virginia tech started scoring on long throws you know you start going wow i haven't seen bryce make more than one or two nice throws And then he made a few (laughs) and they were like, like where we were saying in the preview uh, podcast, he's going to have to connect on some deep throws and only takes a few of those, you know, two deep throws and, and you, you're doing it. And then the defense knows you're able to do it. And then that opens up, uh, everything yeah. that you've been wanting to do from the beginning of the game and that's what we saw those deep throws set them up to score and also kept uh the, the offense with the ability to move the ball even if they weren't scoring touchdowns uh every drive in the second half I mean it's why it's why they won the game because the offense was able to go out there and do enough for the defense which you know did enough for the offense it's all circular yeah. it's also cool to see that all of all everyone Despite the highs and lows across the board, I mean, there were highs and lows for the defense. There were highs and lows for special teams. There was highs and lows for for Bryce and the rest of the offense. They all did enough to contribute to a a real team victory, just surrounding this star player but he doesn't do that without joe reed making that great catch he doesn't nope. do that without um you know a, a foot drag on a, a other catch um, yeah. he doesn't do that without the o-line letting him get enough time yes. to make some of those the o-line I thought you know, obviously so bryce got his ass kicked because he always does um because you know the other teams know that, that they can get pressure on they can take him out of the game so the virginia tech did some of that i mean they got to him, they high load him early in a, a thing that looked like oh would knock God. out a normal a human uh, like my hips my hip still
1: hurts like when yeah. i think about like looking at like thinking about that play like exactly I don't know how he didn't die like
0: but some of those runs were excellently blocked um and and some of the throws came with really nice protection so it, you know, yeah
1: i thought the o-line did great in that sense and like i thought the o-line has shown so much improvement over the last half of the game like it's not a coincidence that these last four games like with Bryce going the way that he's gone that you've seen much more improved performance from the O-line um but also like in both of the big touchdown runs there's like a slight like Tanner Cowley got like just enough of a block on a guy to give Bryce that little like slimmer of space he needed to Mm -hmm. get the rest of the way like it was a really obviously like well of course you need good blocking but there's just like these Role players that are that hits like he hit that block and then Tala Papa obviously on the long run was just like hauling ass in front of him like uh-huh. give me someone to block and he got one at the very end that like <laughs> or like with probably twenty five thirty yards to go that that allowed Bryce to have that last stretch where just the Jets on but you look at the the difference between the first half and the second half you know you have eight for sixteen with an interception for sixty five yards for Bryce and then when they when Tech made their halftime adjustments they looked like they were more like assigning a spy to Bryce which I don't know why you don't do that in the first half because I'm pretty sure we're going to see Isaiah Simmons do that on Saturday which Mm -hmm. gives me nightmares already but that's fine um when they took to the air so remember eight for 16 for 65 yards second half 12 for 17 246 yards and a touchdown pass
0: yeah most of that downtime or the the Lowest performing time was probably like the second quarter. It really tied Oof. into like the the end of yeah. the first quarter. So they did answer in the second half when both teams started scoring almost at will for yeah. <laughs> for the at least a quarter. S- the
1: second and third quarter were real rough for Virginia. Like I don't. I mean, first downs in the third quarter um, honestly might be um, <laughs> actually. Wow, Virginia had five. Is that real? Wow um didn't feel like it and then it was those was all been at the end um well it started with that joe reed catch uh-huh. um but it was just that stretch where like and again the feeling in the in the stadium got very oh no <laughs> yeah of
0: course right
1: um you know it was real tough like it clearly should have been called an interception in the end zone for blunt but they gave Cle- the,
0: clearly is this i thought it was an interception.
1: It, it was, was obvious definite, his it, right it, foot was down his they looked Yeah, his right foot was down 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 down, down down like the it, <laughs> t-
0: it was pretty clear to me on on the television it everything they were showing was like this could go either way and i it looked to me like it was down too and that he yeah. had possession but i understood why they it, 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 like i didn't think it was a
1: miss i didn't like I like some sort bad. of um but i guess we jokingly at the end of last week's podcast with matt right when we were like what does virginia have to do (laughs) we jokingly listed like 15 things (laughs) like we listed 15 things not jokingly but like hey if virginia has a chance to win this game they need to do these things um and they did a lot of
0: (laughs) like yeah exactly
1: played a nearly perfect game other than when he almost got torn in half and threw a duck um that they got three points out of, I think, because then they decided to run three horrible rush plays that were, I mean, I'm fine with it, Justin Fuente, like, do it all you want, but it was, that was a little head-scratching to me, but, um, and then we talked about the, I said that we'd probably need a two-turnover advantage. Uh, mm-hmm. They got three, three turnover advantage. I mean, obviously one was at the end of the half, but it stops a potential Hail Mary type play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Taylor had both interceptions. They forced and recovered two fumbles, one of which ended a drive in the first half and allowed Virginia to – that's one where I think was interesting play uh, penalty calling there too. That was the one on du Dubois that basically ended the drive mm-hmm. um, but should have probably been like a first and five – first and goal from the five, but mm-hmm. – again that's neither here nor there but um yeah they uh, were, that was an
0: atrocious call Hang
1: it on. was a bad call it was so bad it was so bad <laughs> um and the fact that they let divine diablo like throw him into a wall and then when the teammate came over to get between them they decided to call it flags on both but whatever right. um but that was like they noah taylor was everywhere i i don't like there were times where it was, like there has to be three of him how is he here too like i don't understand um the pick that he made not only important for the timeliness, but like the momentum and the um I mean four I think it was like four forty seven left or something in the game, like to have good field position and the momentum and the ball and like the ability to like run the clock it was just oh yeah. he was fantastic um
0: well and it, it was, was all set up by what, the things we were saying the yeah. defense needed to do was stop the running game which yep. was you know looked like they probably could do it. for the most part they did there was a stretch there where virginia tech sort of uh, was in a groove and, and part of that was successfully running it for maybe a couple series yeah they were um, doing a
1: lot of falling forward i felt yeah. like like every time they'd pick up five six which is what you want to do like you want to get those right. five yards chunk yardage that's not necessarily a bryce perkins run but it's getting you just enough that you're not playing behind the sticks like they were doing really well with that but finished right. with actually fewer rush yards in than virginia thanks to perkins, perkins. Yeah. um yeah, but, but the second they had 181 they had 172
0: the second thing they needed to do was get in the backfield and, and harass hooker even if that meant giving up throws or giving up you know coverage um and they did that for the most part I mean obviously they did that very successfully at the end of the game um and then there were spots throughout the game where was it wasn't getting there and that's when hooker was finding guys uh, yeah. he missed a couple throws that would have been game changers for the Hokies um and uh, you know that's how this shit goes <laughs> you know sometimes you make a few plays that, that change the game and sometimes you don't make those plays and yeah lose. um but the overall secondary. yeah yeah, the I, secondary w- w- was good. I mean, I'm just saying there were there was a, one very clear dropped would have been touchdown, or overthrown would have been touchdown. Overthrown, for the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there were a couple throws that, you know, both quarterbacks missed some throws, honestly, yeah. throughout the game. But UVA finished with six sacks. Of Famui, I mean, has just been – a monster yeah the past uh, month or so if not all year um at, at d tackle uh but noah taylor we already talked about zandir yeah. we talked about matt gam i love matt gam we talked about yeah. we talked <laughs> charles snowden also a second
1: <laughs> who got triple teamed on that last play by the way Great. pointed out by our our good friend paul wiley right. um, <laughs> three dudes just like don't let snowden through and i think yeah. i counted they had I think they only, they rushed four. So they did have an extra guy right. um, on the line for Tex, trying to keep trying to get him home. Oh, I, mean, I haven't I even said
0: Joey Blount's name yet. And he I led the team in tackles. I mean, the defense <laughs> just, while it gave up plenty of points and, and some yardage, you know, throughout. Yeah. The defense did enough and the offense did enough. Like I said, everybody yeah. came together. They, the, only, yeah. the only unit that pissed me off, I guess, uh, overall was punt coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, the um, one that, that really annoyed out. me was the one where, like, I mean, the guy played it on the bounce, which is tough. Yeah. Like, and he he perfectly timed it. And the guys, I think, were kind of, like, He's as the guys really doing good. this, they were slowing down because, like, they can't tackle yeah. him if he doesn't have the ball. So they're, like, trying to – and then he was, right. like, whoop, and then, like, cut through. And they were, like, no. Like, that that's one was point. tough. Yeah, it was it was a nice one. And I agree. I think they only kicked it to Joe Reed once, I think. I think all the rest were touchbacks. Um, so that's obviously smart by them. Um, It, it was also – just the, the thing that I will never tire of is the emotion exhibited in the moment when they recovered that touchdown. So like Jordan Mack throwing his arms up and like running out the back of the end zone and kind of like coming over the sideline and obviously Bronco high stepping, trying to find someone to hug. Right. And like um, the way that, well, for, uh, y'all great rush, <laughs> like flawless <laughs> execution on the rush um really really looked good uh on replay um watching it back crisp (laughs) crisp it was nice it was a good flow like no real fold up it was nice no they got rid of those shrubs a while ago (laughs) exactly um and so it was uh that was great to see and and the moment where nick grant some reason wearing a cowboy hat holding the (laughs) acc coastal trophy in the locker room says coach we want you to break the rock and Snowden presents him the, like the hammer and he gets choked out. Like that's like the stuff that'll get me every time. Like people have made fun of them for the gimmicks. and I- I've always said like, look, the past couple years they've decided to start treating this like not just another game. and I think that's the, that, that's how I, I appreciate that. Like they're not mm. looking ahead or this like they just know it's not the same you know like it's not the same game it has more at stake just for in-state rivalry stuff and that's fine to acknowledge that like i don't mind the countdown clock i don't mind like i think some people you know are saying that the breaking the rock is gimmicky like sure but the guys love it like it's a oh, huge. I, legitimately love it. a, I do too it's cool there's it's, it's legitimately a little different it's a huge honor yeah. to the players will talk about it like it's what yeah. they want to achieve and like there's been stuff over Broncos tenure where everyone's you know made jokes about or not given and the choosing of the jerseys but I think you've seen this was a two and ten team three years ago and now they're they won the coastal they beat the rival for the first time in a decade and a half and are playing in the like conference championship game and it's cool to see the hard work pay off and it's just another reminder that like to get super cheesy like we're just really lucky right now this is the i mean i don't know what else you would call the golden era of virginia athletics than what we got going on right now i, I don't know how you top it
0: yeah no we we just ride the the wave of yeah success um hopefully uh the football team uh can can win another game or maybe not saturday but yeah. you know maybe they maybe it, they
1: can maybe they can't you know uh, like
0: but, but, <laughs> but at the very least the bowl game i mean yeah you would hope um, they have a chance against you know they're not going to be favored whoever it is of these handful of teams well Um, it depends
1: how they play against um clemson maybe i I mean if they
0: if they beat Clemson, yeah you're right they probably won't be favored i I, I, I don't think they'd be favored against florida or Penn State. i'm curious to
1: see um so yeah we wrote a couple articles about it the um, past couple days about bowl potential i'm with you i also wonder at all if the the college playoff rankings like know the rules like if, so, it, it, the curiosity will be what happens to a Virginia team that's currently number 23 if they lose by 21 to Clemson in the championship game. Like, the spread's 28. So, you're expected to lose by that much. So, do you not drop? Do you drop a, a place? Do so we put you at 25? Like, make things easier for the Orange Bowl? <laughs> like, that they just automatically – you know, and that happened yeah. with Northwestern um, last year when they played in the title game. Against Ohio State. Yeah, they got – destroyed right. and they went from like 22 to 23 or something like that, that. so I think they, they they factor those things in but even if Virginia falls out of those rankings I still I'm with you I still think that the Orange Bowl potentially just takes Virginia because they can only take I guess Virginia Tech or Pitt maybe Wake Forest I have to look I think they can't take a team that has more than that's more than one spot behind them I think I don't know if that's even I'm not going to worry
0: about it. They're going to take Virginia. I, yeah. I can't imagine any other scenario being real. And and here's the other thing. Look at the basketball tournament and how they seed, you know, they what they say they're going to do for seeding and the things they consider and what the things they say they're going to avoid. Yeah. And then just don't do. So <laughs> yeah. any
1: of these rules that they say yeah. they're going to follow, <laughs> I have
0: no faith in them actually doing it. Um, so. Yeah.
1: And a re- reminder <laughs> yeah. to everybody – if Virginia beats Clemson, they don't go to a quote-unquote worst bowl. They go to the Orange Bowl. Clemson the goes to AC-
0: worst bowl. Yeah, Clemson yeah. goes to
1: a worst bowl. The ACC champion <laughs> goes to the Orange Bowl unless they're in the college football playoff. So if Virginia wins the Orange uh, the championship game, they would go to um, the Orange Bowl because they're definitely not going to the college football playoff. Um, and then they would play the highest-ranked SEC Big Ten – or Notre Dame team so Notre Dame cannot take the ACC spot in this game there's been some questions about that um but keep in mind that the Rose Bowl will get the highest ranked Big Ten team that's not in the college football playoff and mm. the Sugar Bowl gets the highest ranked SEC team that's not in the playoff so that's why right now Virginia would play number 10 Penn State because number 8 Wisconsin and number 9 Florida would go to the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl respectively this is my
0: but they're going (laughs)
1: to play
0: each other is that yeah
1: yeah so then the question is like okay if because the fact that both Wisconsin and Georgia are playing in their championship games like if Georgia falls out that could potentially bump Florida back to the Orange Bowl which is why some people think that um, Florida will be the opponent which would be I think that'd be kind of fun I don't know I don't. I've watched them a couple times I don't know if, They're good. Yeah, I watched them against Miami. And then, yeah. what was it? Oh, I watched them against Florida State the other night, but it's hard to gauge anything against Florida State. Sure. Um, it
0: will be so, a test for the O line for sure. Yes, footage.
1: that is that is definitely um, accurate. Um, but it's fun. You know, like this is.
0: It's good times in, in Whoville. I, th- I think yeah. the final kind of thing I, w- I want to say about the game is just that it's going to be nice to have this rivalry. Be less about a streak and more about how these two teams could still be the class of the coastal and and yeah you know I know Mac Brown's doing some stuff uh, in, in Chapel Hill I know Pitt is often very good uh, and you know obviously we've seen every team win this division <laughs> over the last seven years yeah but it it should be more about these two teams hopefully being good teams and playing and entertaining meaningful uh rivalry game every year and less about just winning it for the sake of continuing this ridiculous streak um, yeah. and, and so i think that's best case scenario maybe best case scenario is uva wins 15 in a row and then more realistic be awesome. best case scenario it's just to have that we are a program that can compete for division titles now yeah. and hopefully that yeah. sustains and makes this rivalry more interesting and more compelling and more important on a scale okay. nationally and uh, unless virginia tech falls off a cliff which is fine too. Which, that's uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we should talk uh, yeah it was <laughs>
1: i was gonna say like you know at the beginning of the season <laughs> lauren brownlow had said like oh i just when they were losing 45 10 to duke like oh, i hate to see bud foster go out like this i was like eh. no it's kidding but you know that's i think virginia virginia fans are like uh happy to see the last of that guy across sure. the sidelines with orange and maroon on so well it'll be uh, interesting just, to
0: see what what happens if, if in that yeah where they go if, if there's any actual truth to fuente arkansas rumors uh etc you know i i think he probably stays in blacksburg but then he's got to yeah. hire a coordinator regardless so yeah
1: um, it'll be interesting i just it was uh I'm just happy for the guys. That was awesome. That was a fun game, though. <laughs> of
0: course. Um, but we do want to briefly talk about basketball. By the time that this gets up on the internet, the Who's will have played Purdue in the Big Ten uh, ACC Challenge. So uh, I don't know. You'll be listening to this after these predictions. Anyway, I, th- I think the Who's might drop this one. Uh, particularly because we don't know about much about Braxton. It'll be very low scoring. And I think the (laughs) one thing that helps is how they played against Arizona state. They sort of had their backs to the wall against a team that was making a run. Uh, They weren't at home. I know it was neutral site, but they weren't at home and they they managed to get some scoring going from, from Casey, which was a little unexpected. So I, I won't be surprised if Virginia wins obviously, because I don't think Purdue is all that good. I, I just think it's a road game against a team that wants revenge. It's probably <laughs> likely uh, that P- Purdue outplays them tonight, so or at least outplays. I'm
1: cu- I'm curious to Purdue see. Through, I, that is. This is going to be like prime territory for the Virginia's boring haters. Like this could be this could be a rough one. Tonight, oh yeah, but...
0: the game could end like forty-five to forty, and just <laughs> yeah, they cancel the be... sport. <laughs>
1: this is one that when they scheduled it obviously like i understand why you schedule these rematches you know like they had duke michigan state like these yeah it's fun that's fine um these are two very different teams than we saw in the elite eight obviously not just on virginia's end but but uh purdue as well um i'll be very happy not to see carson edwards out there um this is a a game where 72 percent of the scoring (laughs) combined scoring is gone from the elite eight matchup
0: that's crazy um i do
1: kind of like the matchups in this one, which is why I, I think I think it'll be close. I think it, it's going to come down to who makes a few shots. Cody Statman is supposed to be back. Braxton Key is still out. Um, is he
0: definitively out?
1: Yeah, he's he's okay. out. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen like an official release, but I've read enough things that gotcha. you know, he's not going to. um But uh yeah, this could be a rule. I think Ken Palm has it like a fifty forty eight final.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Um,
1: <laughs> which is hilarious.
0: We'll see. We'll see. It's so funny that we're like, I don't know. This team's probably going to lose some games. This might be tough. I mean, Purdue's four and three. It's not like Purdue's good. I've watched We're the undefeated number five team in the country (laughs) defending national champions. But it just speaks again, like we've been saying all along. We don't really know where the offense is going to come from when the going gets tough. Um, And we just haven't seen enough uh, outside of that stretch that was a little tough against uh, the Sun Devils. Uh, to really feel comfortable, one way or the other, but we do want to also talk about the UNC game um, yeah. because that's coming up, and UNC is all over the place. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Anthony is really good. the The stats do not favor the heels for sure, um, or, or, you know the predicting me- metrics and things like that. Um, and, and that'll be a more interesting game to me just because UNC's got way more talent, obviously, than Purdue. It's a home game that you think the Hoos will show up for, but the, the Carolina, as they always do, if they're hot, is going to play a style that gives UVA potential trouble, and they've got an All-American type of guy um, yeah. that that can take over a game, so – be super curious. Hopefully uh, we don't come back next week and the Who's have gone to 0 and two in this stretch. It's not the end of the world if they have I don't think anyone will feel that it's the end of the world. Yeah. It's just good to throw Hopefully. that out there. Um, but I think I think UVA is better than UNC. I think they're probably better than Purdue too, but again road games I, I don't know I just can't ki- pick them to win every game I think it's more likely that they beat Carolina because they're at home they probably find some mojo both defensively and offensively and Carolina again looks li- really inconsistent and historically has not done too well in Charlottesville so
1: yeah this one will be so interesting to me because I'm trying to figure out you know Virginia's as much as their struggle on offense like I, I think it's pretty clear who the the quote-unquote big three are right now with Mamadi, Sorry. Jay, and, and Kihei. Obviously, Braxton would fit in their places, but with not having him or potentially not having him for this game either, we don't know at this point. Um, but it's it's another one of those games where really any team is going to look – when you look at the numbers versus Kempom, they're going to look like they're in for a world of hurt when you look at Virginia's defense, which is the way this defense has been abs- – I'm not sure I quite believe like how good they are. Like It's unreal. Uh, there's still number one in block percentage, 18% of For possessions, real? almost 19% of opponents possessions. And with Virginia blocking it, um, they're allowing Jeez. just like 40 points the game, which is, yeah. Insane. Um, and you look at like the things that um, UNC struggled with, with three point shooting. Okay, sweet. Uh, They're not great free throw shooters. Awesome. (laughs) They're only shooting 47% from two. Sounds good. Um, You know, their effective field goal percentage right now is 245th in the country, which is, yeah. and so again, like, like you said, Cole Anthony's incredible and what UNC always does well is rebound, offensive rebound, like on the glass. So I do think that's one of the things that Virginia is really good at. So, you know, defensive round rebounding. So it's, you know, Especially um, with
0: Key. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, Molda Tensai is really, that's one of the things that he's really stood out to me. His his ability to get a rebound has been really nice. But so when you look at this game, it it sounds very typical with like, always what you talk about with like a UNC game. It's like, they're really good on the glass. You got to keep them off the glass. I got the big men. So it's like, what is Armando Baycott going to do? Um, You know, Garrison Brooks, Brandon Robinson has been kind of there. He's the guy that's going to hit shots from outside or leaky black is their best three point shooting percentage, but he's quote unquote, nearly invisible, which I feel like is such a brutal way to put it for Ken Palm. Um, But you know, he's being used on fewer than 12% of their possessions, but yeah, this will be really
0: strange. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I haven't
0: watched a ton of them. I have watched a couple of their games. It seems like he's someone that could be a difference maker if he got it going.
1: Yeah. Mm. and that's what i think will be really interesting like how um virginia could easily or i I wouldn't be super shocked or whatever if they don't if they win or lose two in a row and i wouldn't be super shocked if they win both of these like it's just that's how i feel like the season is going to go and it's going to rely on the fact like virginia has to shoot the ball better that's like non-negotiable um if they get to the line i feel pretty good about how they do once they're there (laughs) <laughs> but they again are one of the last in the free throw attempts for right. game but that's just kind of that's
0: happening. always been yeah, yeah always been the case
1: um, maybe
0: Casey um you know keeps being aggressive and, and changes a little of that which is, is certainly yeah. what we would hope for but uh we'll be back next week to talk about those two games certainly to talk about the ACC championship I don't know if they win we might have to go live Saturday night um <laughs> and get, <laughs> yeah. get your podcast out earlier than expected. Um, but we'll also be able to t- uh, have a better idea of potential bowl setups or maybe uh, official bowl setups by that point. So, uh, thanks for listening stay tuned to the blog uh, for coverage on all that good stuff and the soccer team uh, the men's team is still in the tournament play st john's uh coming up uh, i believe or did they just play st john's they just beat st john's yeah, yeah. sorry uh, they're playing smu <laughs> they play the SM- mustangs smu yeah. next um but uh keep keep an eye out for uh coverage for our, all that on the blog and uh for everybody there uh, i'm pierce go Hoos!